You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. We are back with another episode of The Food Code, which is why you're here to listen and learn. So thank you for being here. It's pretty cool to see our podcast climbing some of the charts and people listening around the world. If you are out of the United States, we'd love to hear what country you're listening from. Where do you live? Um, We've seen a few of you overseas, so that's exciting. So today's topic is going to be around chronic dieting and why Mm -hmm. you should not be in calorie deficits for long periods of time. Yes. You know, we see so many people that come to us and want to cut right away or diet. Their goal is to lose weight. And so they think that means dieting and slashing calories and, you know, mm-hmm. severely under eating. But ultimately, this can wreak havoc on your body. Yep. And it's really fun to feel good and to look good and eat more calories yes. <laughs> at maintenance. So our goal is to help people do just that. Feel well while they're in a cut phase, um, be able to give themselves a mental break and come out of this versus just trying to diet, 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 diet. And then eventually what happens is they get tired of the discipline and, you know, not being able to go out with their friends and have fun with their family and just restricting all of their favorite things. So they give up and binge, which we talked about in, you know, one of the seven lessons on our weight loss journey is this restrict binge cycle. So I want to share with you ways that you can periodize your diet phase. Um, And we will get into that after our tip or trick. By the way, if you guys have any like ideas for tips or tricks, like fun things that you want to know about or any meal prep things, I'm sure we have the tools. It's just racking our brain to find them. Yes. So I thought that I would share a productivity tip today. Mm -hmm. This is something that I've been working on the last couple of months. You know, as a new mom and entrepreneur, it's easy for us to get caught up working 14, 16 hour days. There's always something to do. And, um, you know, productivity lacks sometimes. So I've started time blocking my calendar. And I think this is very useful, especially if you're someone who works in a corporate environment, Mm -hmm. taking a look at your week on Sunday, figuring out when you're going to go to the work, figuring out when you're going to the gym, when you're going to go grocery shopping, like Mm -hmm. time blocking your week for your personal life too. Like when is date night? When is time with your kids? Yes. And we talked about the concept of friction around creating habits. Like if you want to work out at 4 p.m. in the afternoon, but things keep coming up, that's not the best time for you to work out. Right. Maybe you need to become a morning person, workout person. Like no one naturally wants to work out at five in the morning. Right. But some people just realize that's the only time that they know is theirs because no one else is trying to get a hold of them at 5 a.m. Absolutely. Morning. And no one wants to get up at 4, 4.30 no. in the morning. Like. You might enjoy it if you don't have to rush out the door to the gym and you can get up and have quiet time. I enjoy that, right? But at the end of the day, if it's a priority, then it Mm -hmm. should be scheduled. It should be scheduled on your calendar and it should get done first thing in the morning. Absolutely. And the problem also is like the feeling of being a failure all the time, I think, is what we run into with not having a good list of to-dos for the day. And this was my problem for a long time is I would literally write down every topic and every task I could think of that I had to do that week. It was like 
37 things along every day and I would get maybe like three of them done and it wouldn't be efficient because I would be constantly going back and forth between all these things that I wanted to get done. There's no chance I'm going to get it all done. And so at the end of the day, I would feel so overwhelmed. I would work way more than I needed to because I was not prioritizing my list and making the things that needed to get done that day done. Yeah. And then you just feel defeated, you feel right? Whether or not it's a work task, a household chore could be, you know, going to the gym, just like you said, and then something keeps coming up. Like your boss calls you into a meeting at three 30 and it's like, here goes another day, you know? So look at what are your trends, right? And then time block. So Mm -hmm. time blocking has been huge, but then from a work standpoint to increase productivity, what I've started doing is writing down, um, this is a concept from the Andy Frisella. Mm-hmm. He's the first form CEO. He has a journal called the Powerless, and it's mm-hmm. five things that you need to get done to win the day. Yep. And the really cool piece as it applies to nutrition and training is that if you're trying to instill a habit, such as making it to the gym or staying on course with your eating plan, that can be on your list. That mm-hmm. can be two of your five until you feel that you have fully mastered this, right? Yep. I would say for Becca and I, it'd be unfair for us to write down eat clean because we're nutrition coaches. Like this is our lifestyle. We live and breathe it. But if I have fallen off of other routines, such as self-development reading, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put down, read 10 pages in a book. And that's going to be personally, that's something on my list lately. Like I've really struggled with studying for a certification that is more time, you know, individually driven. I'm, I have the freedom to finish whenever I want and I've been struggling lately with making time for it and cause we've been so busy. And so I have been making it a priority and I do it first thing in the morning. So I set an alarm in the morning around five 15 to five 30 and I'll go downstairs and I'll have a cup of coffee. I'll usually I'll have my protein bar in the morning cause I don't eat a ton in the morning, but that's one thing I do. And I enjoy both of those things. Yeah. And so it's easier for me to get up at five 30, go downstairs. My family doesn't wake up until seven usually. And so I have an hour to my half to myself where I don't have to worry about emails. I don't have to worry about pe- other people being awake, bothering me during, not bothering me, just, you know, yeah. emailing me during that time. Um, and so I have that time dedicated to something that I struggle to make time for otherwise. Yeah. And then it's done and you can and go done. about your day, not yep. stressing about, totally. am I going to get it done? Am I going to fit it in? Because you've felt defeated with that thing, yes. right? So with the power list, it's five things that you're going to complete in the day. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of every day, you either going to circle W for winning or L for losing. And you can go back and kind of see your winning streak here or where are the days that are lost and reflect. So I love to do reflection at the end of the day. Like what didn't go well today? Where did I maybe not prioritize as well as I could have? Mm -hmm. What distractions came my way? You know, especially having little ones in the house it's easy to get distracted or like Carson was sick yes, this weekend. Yes, it was a shit show. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. A story for another time, but basically I had a child screaming in my face for like the majority of the hours. day. He usually sleeps for two to three hours in the afternoon is when I like <sighs> work out and I have a to-do list that I get stuff done during that two to three hours. I came in for my run. Luckily I fit my run in. I got a run and I come into him hearing him screaming from the nursery. My husband had his headphones in doing Peloton, so he didn't hear it. And it was the rest of the afternoon. He was just screaming. His four teeth hurt. So, but yeah, I had not my stuff didn't get done yesterday because my child. But it's okay. Family first, right? Exactly. So that's our productivity tip for you today: is make that power list, time block, and prioritize the things that you need to get done so you can be successful. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's dive into this periodization concept. Yeah, periodization. So I always like to correlate this to football, especially because it's football season. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jason Phillips described this this way when we were at one of our training certifications for nutrition coaching Institute. And I just loved it. So when we look at dieting, right, 
most people, like I mentioned before, try to just diet, 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 diet. I've been dieting since 2010, you know, and they never give themselves diet breaks or times where they restore their maintenance metabolic. Yeah. So here's, here's the problem with this. You cannot do permanent metabolic damage. You can't. No. But the longer that you're in a chronic deficit, the more damage gets done. Mm-hmm. So if you've been in a deficit for two plus years, you need to go the opposite direction to essentially bring your body's metabolic rate back up because essentially your metabolism will slow down. It's it down to keep up with the low level of intake and learn how to function on that low level intake because your body has needs. It, it needs to function. It needs to have a brain that works. It needs to have a heart that pumps blood. All of those things require calories. Yep. And so the problem is, is that I think a lot of people spend time in this period of chronic deficit. Mm-hmm. Metabolism slows down, but they aren't always eating super low calories. So they see weight gain yep. because even though they're eating deficit a lot of the time, come the weekends, come the holidays, your body has adapted to this lower metabolic rate, but now your calories are higher. And so you much gain, higher yeah, you on gain, the weekends, you gain fat easier. And so you need to periodize the intake levels so that you're not, if you want to lose weight so that you're not chronically in a deficit and that you can keep your hormones in a healthy place. You can keep your metabolism in a healthy place that doesn't require you to eat 1200 calories to lose weight because yeah. that life sucks. Yeah. Well, and most people don't realize that the needs of a toddler are anywhere between 1100 and 1400 calories. So if you are a 40 year old adult that's trying to consume 12, 1300 calories, it's way too low. And walking 10 to 12,000. Like we have people that come to us that are probably burning a lot of calories and eating very little. And so Mm -hmm. their body's restoring all their fat because it's like, I can't survive. I need to store what I get. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so fun as a nutrition coach to be able to reverse someone, which we will do a podcast on reverse dieting and how to do this properly. If you're somebody who is severely under eating, Mm -hmm. it's a ton of fun to be able to prove to people that you have needs that aren't being met and you can actually eat six, 700 calories more per day without gaining weight. As long as we do this. I've recently increased the clients since I think July we've been working together. So it's been about seven months, um, eight months, we've increased her calories by a thousand calories Amazing. and she has not gained any weight. Yeah. We haven't lost weight yet, but that's, I mean, that's, the, that's on the docket, yeah. but we've simply been trying to get her to eat more yeah. and she has now increased a thousand calories worth. Yes. But the problem was, is that she was at a deficit, a severe deficit for two years. Yeah. I am so excited. So we are actually creating a method that uh, we came up with. (laughs) It's called metabolic prehab. And we're going to be releasing this sometime in 2020. But right now we're pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know we were going to do it today. I didn't know we were going to announce it today. It just happened. (laughs) Surprise. I just felt like this is a great time to talk about it because metabolic prehab is for people like your client that you've been working with Mm -hmm. that have been severely under eating for a long amount of time and they are overweight. Yep. They are training a lot and they are just stuck, but they also feel like garbage. So what essentially the program is, is going to take you through restoring your body, restoring your hormones, adapting you back up into Mm -hmm. a maintenance calorie intake. So for example, this girl, she was eating a thousand calories less per day. Let's call it a thousand. And now Mm -hmm. she's eating 2000 calories. That's amazing. Now when she's ready, as you take her through the rest of these phases, ready to diet again, Mm -hmm. it's going to be so easy. And she's going to be able to diet on like 1700 calories 
instead of a thousand calories. And guys, like who doesn't again, want to look good, Mm -hmm. feel good, have great health and be able to lose weight because you have done the work that you need to. So that's a program that we're creating. It's a method that um, I came up with and shared with Becca and we're both super, super excited about it. So it's in the works. Um, So stay tuned for that. But let's dive in today. Yes. So the kind of we're going to go through four different phases of periodization and how they work, what's included in them, what to expect during them. Um, And then you can kind of think about your life and what you have coming up. Um, This is something that we did with all of our clients this year is we talked about what dates you have during the year that, you know, are big things, vacations, weddings, things that you want to feel your best and look your best for. You guys, I mean, like we're all about healthy long-term lifestyle. Who doesn't want to look banging on the beach though in Hawaii? Okay. And just feel good in that swimsuit, right? Like maybe they're not at a goal weight, but you know that you have vacation in six months and you want to be confident in Mm -hmm. your body and the lifestyle you've created and doing it in a healthy way. Yes. Okay. So let's go through this quickly related to NFL season, Mm -hmm. because I think it will make this concept for you as we talk through it much easier. In season right now, NFL players, their goal is to win the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. So relating to you, you might be dieting. This is a cut phase where you are dropping your calories down. You are being strict and trying to lose fat or lose weight. Okay. Yes. Postseason, when they're finished, yep. like the Bears, yep, they're toast. <laughs> um, when they're finished. So, so now they're just kind of enjoying yeah, they've they just take worked some time off yeah they've you worked their bed off. off this could be a vacation that you yes. go on and so you're not necessarily meal prepping or planning or tracking everything nor should you be nope you're just eating intuitively and practicing hopefully still good habits and behaviors yeah. and you know mindfully eating yeah. right okay so then they go into off season right so off season is a maintenance time so this is where they're not practicing they're not doing anything specific they're probably still working out they're still probably still following good <laughs> habits that they tend to follow during season it's just not as intense right so again here you're listening to your body you're building skills so maybe this is a time where you focus on improving your meal prep routine Mm -hmm. learn how to cook yeah um (laughs) it could be things that you're doing in the gym that you're Mm -hmm. learning gymnastics and so you're fueling your performance for that um but you're really listening to your body and continuing to just maintain where you are feeling good and this could be a long time like this is probably the time that people spend them or should spend the most time in or if you're in a happy place where like you've reached your happy healthy you know you you're happy with your body you're happy and feeling good in your own skin you stay here Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of what we hope yeah long term you should spend about twice as long off season and maintenance as Mm -hmm. dieting yep okay so then we go into preseason. so this is you know for the bears they're going to start practicing they're going to be in preseason, right they're going to play a couple other teams to get ready for season so relating to diet this is where you're maybe talking to your family and friends you're setting up your environment so maybe doing a kitchen clean out from some of those chips or cookies that snuck in during maintenance uh you are starting to track your food just a little bit just, just a little bit not putting pressure on yourself to meet any intake levels you're just kind of seeing where you're at because maybe in the off season when you were doing maintenance 
you started to create different habits where like maybe you weren't getting as much protein in as you should have been. Or maybe, you know, you started veering towards different quality of foods and they were more calorie dense and you didn't realize it. And so this is kind of just like a recheck of where you're at, um, how you're feeling and preparing yourself to go into season. Yeah. And a lot of it's mental too. So like preparing yourself that going back into diet phase or cut phase isn't as fun as maintenance, right? You are going to feel hungry. Maybe your energy suffers a little Mm -hmm. bit. You're, you know, maybe a little more tired. It kind of just depends upon how, you know, how strict you're being and how How extreme you go and all those things. So we're going to kind of break each of these down a little bit closer. So we'll start with the preseason kind of where we finished. Um, So for someone that comes to us that wants to lose weight, uh, we first talk to them about, okay, What's their diet history? What's going on? And say, for example, they've been chronically dieting for a little while. So we're not going to put them into a diet right away because that is not what their body needs. That's not what their body wants. And so we would talk about preseason. Okay, let's look at what routines we have in place. Which ones are serving us? Which ones aren't serving us? Let's start maybe developing some that are going to help us in that in-season time period. Talking to your friends and family, if that's a pain point for you if you're peer pressured into drinking a lot or if you're peer pressured into poor food choices that aren't serving your goals and overconsumption of those having that discussion with your family and friends like hey i'm trying to make some changes for me personally this has nothing to do with you this is just something that i hope you can support me on you'll be surprised at how nice people are about it like yeah and if they aren't eh. You, you might need to reevaluate. Hopefully, hopefully they're not being a jerk. Yeah. But I think it's always good, too, if you go in with a, this is what I'm going to be doing, and I just really would appreciate your support. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of just asking in a very genuine way, yeah. not telling them or expecting them to understand or give up things no. that they like, no. right? Like, I don't feel like just because you're dieting, your friend has to diet or your yeah. husband has to diet, yes. right? It's more so just asking for their support in a totally. very genuine way. So, and you hit the nail on the head already with looking at your routines that don't serve you. So maybe we focus for a month or two undoing some of the damage that's been done, whether it's severe chronic dieting or whether it's mindset. Yeah. This is where you really kind of have to face some demons and figure out what things aren't serving you and why you keep doing them. You know, I mean, whether it's binge drinking on the weekend, whether it's drinking Coca-Cola all the time, like whatever is not serving your goals, figuring out, you know, maybe you have that I'll, I'll just start again on Monday mindset, like yep. figuring out why that's going on. And sometimes that can be scary to face because it's facing, you know, habits that we aren't proud of, um, which is why it can help to have a coach go through that or maybe pick a friend that will do this with you and ha- you can have accountability for, which helps a ton. Yep. Um, but basically, if we want to go into in season of cutting calories and getting you to a new weight or a new body composition, you have to have your body feel ready. And that means your body needs to be in a healthy place. You can't come out of a calorie deficit for two years and go back into a calorie deficit after a week of not calorie deficit. You need some time. You need to feel ready. Like I tell people all the time, this is another thing. You cannot be in a high stress time in life. If you are in a super high stress time where you're not getting a lot of sleep or, you know, work's crazy or you're going through a breakup or whatever it is, this is not the time to diet. This is the time to not worry about food in terms of that way because calorie deficits put a stress on your body. Yeah. And I want to say too, postpartum, we know so many people who try to, you know, they got the baby out, everything's good and it's time to diet. Got to get back to pre-pregnancy weight. No. I tell so many women, give yourself a year to get back to where you were. That's when I started feeling more like myself. Yeah. But honestly, after breastfeeding. You are 
sleep deprived, you're raising a child, your body has just been through. A lot of people don't think about this, but the education that we did with the registered dietitian on pregnancy nutrition, most people don't realize that when you get rid of that placental, that's an organ. You need to heal from literally removing an organ from your body. It's a think of like a serious surgery. Yeah. That's removing a ton of stuff from your body. Females are hormone dump that happens with pregnancy. Yes. The progesterone dump is crazy. Yeah. Your body is not in a place to diet diet. and see results from it. So give yourself some grace, mamas. You're going to be in this, I'm going to call it just maintenance survival mode. You are surviving. (laughs) One of my best friends sent me that the other day. I told her that I forgot to mail something because I hate going to the post office. I don't know about anybody else, but she's like, that's why we have Amazon Prime. And this (laughs) just helps us survive. I'm like, I totally agree with that. So, just know that if you are someone postpartum, you may not want to be, con- you know, going into this deficit. We're actually going to be doing a case study mm-hmm. on Wednesday live with someone who is breastfeeding. They're probably going to be pretty shocked by the amount, by the amount of gonna, food that they yeah, should be. That we're going to recommend. So the main thing for you, mamas, is to eat and nourish your body, drink a lot of water, and the weight will come off. You will get there. Focus Just on nourishing that grace. baby and loving. Enjoy the baby. I know. I'm already like sad. Marcus doesn't really want to cuddle anymore. Like he just wants to walk and be active and throw things That's on the hard, floor and yeah anyways that was a hard thing. all right so let's go into in season so yep. now this is the time that you've been preparing for we are going to get a little bit more disciplined and mm-hmm. dialed in and yep. you are going to adhere to yes. your plan so we like to use something called matador cycling yep method so this gives you two weeks in a cut phase and brings you out of it for a week in maintenance a couple of reasons besides just mm-hmm. your you know, daily needs and making sure that your body doesn't adapt to that lower calorie place is also just to give you a mental break Yes, and, you know, recover if you're feeling, you know, really hungry or Mm -hmm. you're feeling tired or, you know, some of the normal things that are part of being in a calorie deficit, restoring that and bringing maintenance. I was actually looking at a study the other day that showed and compared the matador cycling of two weeks in a deficit, one week off versus long-term, like three months in a calorie deficit. And people that did the two weeks on, one week off actually lost more weight. More weight. And I don't think that it's a matter of like, you know, there was a difference in the type of diet it was. It was just those people adhered better because you had that mindset of like, I only got to make it two weeks in this cut. You know, I can do this. I can last. And then also you can also like schedule the weeks Mm -hmm. that are off for like date night or something that you want to enjoy more calories during because the cut phase can be hard guys. Mentally it can be tough. I'll admit. Well, and I like it because I can align those weeks, for example, like with Christmas or Mm -hmm. a birthday party coming up, like when we're going to Arizona in a few weeks, I've already said that's a maintenance week for me, right? I'm not going to be tracking my food and doing crazy things, you know, trying to cut. Some glasses of wine. Exactly. Because we're going to be working like three straight days. It's going to be fun. So you can do the two on, one off. You can also do one on, one off. If If you find that the two on is too hard. Yes. Yeah. Or if you're starting to see some negative side effects. So like understand cutting is going to bring on some negative side effects. You're putting your stress on your body. You are basically restricting your body calories on purpose to accomplish a goal. And we want to do it in the healthiest way possible. But to lose weight, you typically have to be in somewhat of a, you know, in a decent calorie deficit. So you might notice workouts don't feel as good. Um, I tell people you got to listen to that, like that red, yellow, green during this time where if it's a red day, you feel stressed, you feel awful. Don't or you didn't go, sleep enough. You didn't you sleep, didn't sleep enough. well. Go push. Don't go push it in the gym. Go for a walk. walk. Yep. Light jog. Recovery. Think. Yep. If you're feeling good, awesome. Like when I was doing a cut, a lot of weeks I still felt pretty good, so I would push it those days in the gym. But workouts might not feel great. 
recovery might not be as good. You aren't supplying your body with the needs it has to have for recovery properly. Your sleep might start to take a little bit of a hit. When I'm on cuts, I don't sleep as well. I don't sleep through the night as well as I do or as consistently as I do. Um, You're going to be hungry. (laughs) Yeah. So drink water, fill up on vegetables, vegetables low calorie foods. Yeah. More voluminous foods. We have a video on that, but just know that it's possible, right? Yes. Do things like mints or gum or things. Yeah. Um, and usually after about three or four days of starting this cut, you start to adapt. And yes, so totally. if you felt this before, you 100% should understand why it's important not to mm-hmm. stay in a severe calorie deficit long-term because of this adaptation. Yeah. So it's the same way that your hunger cues slow down after three or four days, totally. your body is adapting. Yeah. So, And with, also, I mean, there's ways that you can get around this. And if you're getting to the point where like, you're not going to the bathroom, your menstrual cycle is stopped. That's a huge one. Yes. You know, you're, you're having headaches. Like those are all signs that your body probably doesn't need to be in this calorie deficit anymore. And don't be afraid to come out of it. Your biofeedback is much more important than a number on the scale. You know, I tell a lot of my clients, if your sleep is really suffering and it's in, you know, impairing your abilities to work or function as a normal human being or meet the demands of your lifestyle, then this isn't the season for us to no. be in right now. And no. so we need to switch out of that. So there's a couple other things that you can do here in season. You can do five days on two days off. Now, when we say off, we mean maintenance. We yes. don't mean you don't track and you eat right. an entire pizza and yeah. drink a bottle. We don't of mean like a weekend warrior. You know, no. you got to throw the bullshit flag on yourself and yes. keep it together on these two days at maintenance or yes. quote unquote off from a tracking standpoint i personally would rather you continue to track because you know mm-hmm. becca and i have even had the conversation like you have to throw the bullshit flag on yourself and i do if it. you don't track something there's yep. a reason why you're not tracking because you know that it is going to throw you over mm-hmm. or it doesn't align with your goals yep. so just be honest and if you had the three slices of pizza put it in my fitness pal and yep. when you go face it yeah when you go back and review your data you're gonna see why maybe you didn't have a loss this week okay (laughs) but now let's talk about the time that we would spend in this season even if we're cycling two weeks on one week off we wouldn't want to do this for longer than like six to twelve weeks depending upon the person yeah can can be a little longer longer, yeah if it's still working yeah if the person can adhere to it and Um, if they're feeling good yeah and if like it's you know like i said it's working like if the person feels okay and you're seeing good progress this can you can stay in this for a little bit longer um the the last kind of cycle option that is a very select group of people that i would put on this is someone that's in a deficit long term and by long term i mean you know eight to twelve weeks two to three months i don't keep people in a deficit longer than that that's when you know studies and research have shown that's kind of where things start to go south in terms of hormonal balance and metabolic rate um so those people that do well with this are people that probably have like weight to meet for a weightlifting cut or um, or a weightlifting meet, I'm sorry, or people that are, you know, very, very good with adherence and don't have a lot of obstacles in their way. Um, so those are the people that I would put on like a straight deficit. No, you know, no weekends off, like people that want to do that and are open and willing to do that. I usually do that, but then I spend longer off of it. Totally. So I'll, you know, I'll do eight to 12 weeks in that deficit and then we'll take two to three months off and yeah. we'll be in a maintenance mode. Yeah. And when you say off, you don't mean like I lose all of my healthy habits. We you just simply mean you go maintenance calories. Mm-hmm. You're still yep. coaching. There's the time that you're working on other mindsets, routines, habits, you know, your relationship with food, feeling yeah. guilty for having certain things. Maybe you're focusing more on performance at those times this too. This is the and most so, important time I think for coaching. Yes. Because this is when you develop the lifestyle that you can maintain yeah. and you're comfortable with and you work on all of the things other than 
than calorie deficit. And it's learning how to sustain because yes. so many people, you guys, it's easy to quote unquote diet, right? You can mm-hmm. follow totally. keto, you can follow meal plans, whole food, whatever, you know, whole 30, whatever. But when you stop following whatever said plan or said plan ends after like 21 days or whatever, right? How do you maintain the results that you have? Totally. Especially if you've been doing keto, for example, mm-hmm. most people don't take the time that they need to, to reverse out of keto properly. And therefore they gain a bunch of weight back, but also gain a bunch of fat, yes. right? They're not just slowly reintroducing carbs reintroduce carbs. and you know maintaining the progress so mm-hmm. coaching is very very important during maintenance time so let's move into postseason so postseason yep. is kind of like the finish line yeah for a temporary finish line if you will um so this is your vacation this is the event this is the wedding this is work trip whatever that you have coming up where you're gonna go and you're gonna enjoy and you're gonna intuitively eat mm-hmm. there's some strategies you can utilize if it is a vacation that you want to look really good for in season so working with your coach on that mm-hmm. and then when you get to the vacation being able to go and show up and enjoy the drinks and have the food that you want without feeling super bloated yep. and you know puffy or whatever so we want to just make sure that postseason we're still intuitively eating and being yeah. mindful when i was in my really bad period of like binge restrict um when i didn't have the healthiest relationship with food my vacations i'd gain seven to ten pounds 100 percent, especially if it was all inclusive easily yeah i would just like i would restrict 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 and those vacations would be all out and then i would feel awful after like day two or day three of the vacation and then I'd want to come home. Well, I'm sure digestively you're just, Oh, I don't see a lot of people like when they don't eat well, go to the bathroom way more. I am the opposite. Like my body stops going to the bathroom. My digestion totally hits bottom and I don't poop. And I feel horrible. I always say it's like putting sludge into right. Your system, right? Like if you are pouring good gasoline into the tank mm-hmm. and then now all of a sudden you've added a bunch of oil and shit and you just yep. got like sludge going through your body yes. everything does slow down now, and you don't feel good so much better i usually choose like i try to stick to my normal breakfast lunch foods like i'm at a you know hotel so i'm probably doing more like an egg white omelet that they have and some toast and some fruit and then i'll have you know something more low carb for lunch because i usually am drinking yep. on vacation so i'll do like a lettuce or like salad or something like that or like yep. a grilled chicken dish and lettuce vegetables. wrap or something yeah and then i usually allow one meal of the day to kind of be more indulgent i'll pick you know like tacos or something like that i know what foods my body does not respond well to so yep. i usually avoid those but it's just having a plan that allows you to enjoy vacation but not feel like the marshmallow man by day two. <laughs> well, you're not going into vacation. Like I'm never going to get this food totally, again. So I have to totally. eat all of it and all of it right now. And yes, you know, I was on a cruise last year with my sisters and just watching some of the people and the things mm. that they eat. It's really sad. It is. You know, I would see children that were overweight, just piles of French fries and burgers and then ice cream to top it off. And it's yeah. just like, you know, come on, like have what you want in a little moderation. Yes. So I did 100% exactly what you just said, yeah. where, you know, I would start my day with a, a workout, first of totally, all. Totally, totally. Lots of water. Lots of water, a workout, get rid of kind of the Usually last night's from tequila last night. or wine, you know, <laughs> hangover. And then, yeah, I would have a lower carb lunch. I'd be tanning or bathing, whatever, in yep. the sun, relaxing, um, reading a book. And then, you know, nighttime would be whatever dinner was there we wouldn't have that with you know either more wine or whatever and i was able to maintain my weight just because i was Mm -hmm. mindful and i didn't go into it as like just because it's all inclusive i can eat anything and everything totally. I want. So, totally. so that's postseason um, vacation you're enjoying or but, a wedding or whatever it might be. Right. 
All right. So off season, so maintenance. So we just touched on this quite a bit. Um, this is where you're listening to your body and you're going Mm -hmm. by how you feel. You might be focusing on some performance. Maybe at this point in time, you want to focus on muscle gains or certain PRs in the gym, but you know, you're not eating like an asshole. You're still eating like an adult and you're working with your coach through other mental and emotional components. Mm -hmm. And also maybe you're tracking a little bit, but not like every single day. Hardcore. This is kind of a phase where you, I tell people and my clients all the time, we want to get you eating as much as possible and not gaining weight. Yes. Because then what you're doing is you're speeding up your metabolism. And like, you know, research and studies have shown that the best way to speed your metabolism up the fastest after long calorie deficits are big jumps in calories. Mm-hmm. It yeah. brings it up the, the quickest and it brings it up the best way. And unfortunately, people don't like doing that because they're afraid they're going to gain fat. So like if you want in this period, bring it up slowly. Usually I, what I do is 100 to 150 calories every week, every other week. Um, and just monitor weight and monitor how you feel and keep quality of food high here. Yeah. Um, this is when you enjoy, you know, maybe a date night every other week or you're enjoying things in moderation throughout the week. You're not keeping it super, super clean or strict like you do during your cut phase. But like Liz said, you're not eating like an asshole. You're not yeah. completely throwing everything to the wind because then you're not getting the benefit out of this phase, which is creating that sustainable lifestyle. Like you should maintain nearly all of your results in this phase from your cut. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned something I want to just touch on here because so many people will go on this. Uh, I ate good Monday through Friday. So the weekends I can do whatever. And then they yep. get angry because they see the scale jump on Monday. Totally. Well, it, whether you're reversing out of keto or just a low calorie, if you're having carbohydrates and a significant amount more than you had in the past, Mm -hmm. you are going to have a little bit more water because for every gram of glucose stored, you're going to hold three grams of water. Mm -hmm. So some people do see five to seven pound jumps after a weekend because they've had 400 grams of carbohydrates when they've been eating like 80 grams of carbohydrates a day, you know? And so it's important working with a coach to reverse out of some of these severe places and understand. I have a guy right now that I'm reversing out of 30 grams of carbs per day and we're almost to a hundred now, but he's maintaining his weight, not seeing the crazy five to seven pound fluctuations that he saw Mm -hmm. before, but he also went into it understanding that as we increase calories, as we bring carbohydrates up, yeah, the scale may go up slightly, but that's also okay. And so just, you know, if you're in this maintenance and you're seeing these crazy jumps on Monday morning, Mm -hmm. you need to evaluate like, what you're doing during the week and and maybe scale it back a little bit um, Mm -hmm. because maintenance again it's not the time for eating like an asshole or restrict and binge and during this time i also recommend not weighing yourself daily a lot of people i don't recommend weighing daily because i think it's a huge trigger for people but like during this phase for myself personally i weigh myself maybe like once a week once every other week just to make sure that like if i'm not tracking religiously or anything like that i'm not falling into more calorie dense foods the weekends aren't getting too out of control which they can tend to be for me like that i know that's something that i tend to do um and so during this time i usually only weigh myself on days that i feel really good i avoid weight like with the holidays we'll talk about this on another podcast yeah. i haven't weighed myself it's december 5th i'm or january 5th i'm probably not gonna weigh myself for another like week and a half just because i'm storing water like liz said because i had a little bit more carbs a little bit more inflammatory foods that i normally don't have and i don't need the scale to to remind me me that i ate maybe a little bit like an asshole over the past (laughs) couple weeks okay i don't need the scale to do that because i'm already mentally in a place where i'm like i don't feel my greatest i don't need the scale to bring me down more but all you're doing is going back to your old habits totally and reinstilling i can't rush feeling better right no your body will catch up so 
All right, guys, we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to educate you and help you improve your lifestyle. If you did enjoy this episode, please share it with your friends. Take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, tag us at lsn.coach. That's our lifestyle nutrition Instagram page. And please do us a personal favor and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes as this will help us grow and reach more people. And as a thank you for helping us spread our message, we want to give you a free copy of our diet free guide. So head on over to lsn.fit and use the coupon, the food code in all capital letters. And as always, if you have any questions or topics you would like us to cover, just drop us a message and we hope you have a great day.